Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Quiz Kids, brought to you by the makers of Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Yes, when these occasional ailments make you miserable, take Alka-Seltzer for really fast, really effective relief. Class will now come to order, and here's today's first question. There is one United States president besides George Washington whose birth date is celebrated as a legal holiday in all the states and territories. Which one is it? You'll have to be up on your American history to get that one, friends. And uh, how about it? Do you know the answer? Well, we'll soon find out what these youngsters here in school have to say. For here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, if you attended school last Sunday, folks, you know that today we begin our ninth year on the air. And my sixth sense tells me that we're going to make this an auspicious beginning, too. Yes, if my hunch is right, we'll have our answers popping like fireworks on this Fourth of July broadcast. And say, speaking of the Fourth, one of the things you quiz kids will want to do in celebration of this 172nd birthday of our country's independence is visit the Freedom Train when it pulls into Chicago tomorrow and see the original copy of the Declaration of Independence. And now then, quiz kids, let's see if we can make that prediction of mine come true about making this a real sparkling Fourth of July question session. Are you all ready for roll call? Here we go. Joel? I am Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old in 8A of the Volta School in Chicago. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lundy. I'm 12 years old and I'm going into the 8th grade at Lincoln School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Rennie? I'm Rennie Templeton. I'm 13 years old and going into 9th grade at U High. Nancy? I'm Nancy McClary. I'm 12 years old and in the 7th grade at Crystal Lake Junior High School, Crystal Lake, Illinois. And the tiny newcomer to our board, little Nanette. I'm Nanette Hicks. I'm 5 years old. And I go to play school. Well, good for you, honey. Yes, sir. Well, let's clear up that first question from uh, Maurice Sider of Chicago. 
There is one United States president besides George Washington whose birth date is celebrated as a legal holiday in all the states and territories. Which one is it? And we have four hands up. Lonnie's hand was first. Well, I think the one you're thinking of is Calvin Coolidge, who was born on July 4th. That's right. But also, I think Abraham Lincoln's no, birthday is no, legal. No, no, well, Anyway, uh, Calvin Coolidge's is because he was born on July 4th. But that, of course, is recognized as Independence Day, the birthday of the United States. But Calvin Coolidge happened to be born on that day, so actually his birthday is celebrated as a legal holiday. That's right. It was Calvin Coolidge, Lonnie. Yes, sir. That's absolutely right. So Alka-Seltzer gives Maurice Sider of Chicago one of those dandy Zenith portable transoceanic standard shortwave radios known as the king of the portables for sending in that question. That's always the reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly. If they miss... You get a fine Zenith radio phonograph combination with automatic record changer, the new Cobra tone arm, and two FM bands. Think up a question and send it in, friends. Send it to Quiz Kids, Chicago. Well, Mrs. Clara Humphreys of Dallas, Texas, has been reading poems to her youngsters, and she wonders if you Quiz Kids are familiar with her children's favorites. From these clue words, see if you can identify the poem and recite the first few lines. These words are from what poem? The Dark and the Daylight. Lonnie? Between the dark and the daylight, when the sunlight's beginning to lower, comes a pause in the day's occupation that is known as the Children's Hour, and that's by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. The poem is The Children's the Hour. The Children's Hour. That's right, Lonnie. Now, uh, what poem speaks of a little shadow? Nanette? I have a little shadow that goes in and out with me. And do you know the other part, too? Not all of it, just the next line. Do you know it? Oh, get out, do you? Well, let's hear it. Come on. And what can be the use of him is more than I can see. That's it, that's fine. You know it, Oh, that was, that was dandy, Nanette. Yeah, that was just dandy. Now, here's a history question from Milt Prince of New York City. What outstanding incident is associated with each of these warships? First, the Chesapeake. Joe? Well, in 1812, before the war, the Britain was laying an embargo on uh, our ships uh, because they were at war with Napoleon, and the Chesapeake went out nevertheless, and they searched the uh, ship, rather, uh, they were, and also they were looking for deserters from the British Navy. Yes. And they said there were some uh, deserters on the Chesapeake, and there was a battle there. Oh. And uh, Captain Lawrence said, don't give up the ship. And uh, finally, Captain Lawrence was killed, and the ship was taken. Oh. But that led to the War of 1812. Well, now, what was the name of the other warship? It's, uh, I believe it was the Durian. No, uh, it's beside the point. The name was the, the uh, warship uh, Leopard. Uh-huh. And, of course, that was uh, one uh, of the causes of the uh, War of 1812. Well, how about this next one here? The uh, SS Dorchester, uh, Rennie? Well, I think it was the Dorchester, wasn't it, that went down with uh, the four chaplains on board? That's right. During huh? the uh, last World War. That's right. Uh -huh. In World there was War. A, internet, there's a postage stamp just out recently to commemorate that. That's also right. Very, very good, Rennie. Uh-huh. Now, many song titles are just a word, a name, or a phrase 
And Mrs. A.J. Munson of Turin, Iowa, would like to have you children put together two, three, or more song titles to make a complete sentence. Now, this will be fun. Who wants to start it off? Uh, Lonnie? Well, this is, um, this isn't, um, well, um, this is really just two song titles of only one word, and but it could be, uh, like a uh, answer to a question, like it'd be, it could be who, you. Who, you. That's cute, yeah. That's quick and to the point, isn't it? All right, how about some of you other children now? Song titles, put two or three together and make a sentence. Joel? Well, you could, if you want to have May come around next year, you could have in the merry month of May, how soon? And that's the idea, Joel. That's all right. Now, that's a dandy. Uh, Lonnie? Well, you stole my heart in the merry, merry month of May. <laughs> that's also very good. And uh, are we all through? Well, all right. And now Bob Murphy has something to say about this holiday weekend. Well, not about the holiday, Joe, but about the occasional headache that can spoil holiday activities. And friends, think back. Have uh, you had a headache lately? How about yesterday or the day before or maybe this morning? Or did someone in your family have one? Well, when headache causes discomfort, the thing to do is reach for the Alka-Seltzer. Yes, that's the way to help yourself to fast welcome relief. Now, you probably keep Alka-Seltzer on hand at your house for prompt relief from the distress of occasional acid indigestion. And you know how effective and dependable it can be. And friends, it's just as effective for occasional headache pain. Try it, and you'll agree there's nothing quite like Alka-Seltzer for fast headache relief. There's a good reason for this fast action, too. Alka-Seltzer is completely dissolved before you take it, so its pain-relieving agent, sodium acetyl salicylate, is ready to go right to work, ready to bring you the fast relief you want. So remember, when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. Mrs. Clyde Barkell of Pacific Grove, California, says that you kids are to try to associate the following famous names with uh, something connected with the 4th of July. Now, you must get two out of three on this one. First, George M. Cohan. Joel? Well, George M. Cohan, the famous songwriter, was born on July the 4th. So, of course, he's associated with July the 4th. Well, he certainly is. That's right, Joel. Uh-huh. Lonnie? He also wrote the song, Yankee Doodle Dandy, which in one part of it says, uh, A real live nephew of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. <laughs> and a boy, Lonnie, that's the boy. And uh, he also wrote another song, too, that lends itself very much to the 4th of July. What is it? Uh, you give up on it? All right, Renny. Uh, didn't he write, you're a grand old he flag? He certainly did, you're a grand side, old flag. That's right, uh-huh. All right, now the second part, President Truman. President Truman. Rennie? Well, he was born in Independence, Missouri. Yes, so what? Well, the July 4th, the Declaration of Independence was written on July 4th, although it wasn't signed until uh, August 2nd. <laughs> well, July 4th, 4th is Independence, Independence Day, Day, so that really takes care of the second part. Now then, uh, you've gotten uh, two of them here. Let's see what we can do with the third part. Uh, B.O. Plenty. 
<laughs> really? B.O., that's the uh, stand for the Baltimore and Ohio, which was <laughs> opened, oh, which was opened on uh, July 4th, 18... Not opened, but it did its first run on July 4th, 1828. Well, that's wonderful, really. I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about something else. <laughs> Nancy. Well, uh, B.O. Plenty has little daughter Sparkle Plenty, Sparkle. and they're sparklers. That's right, sparklers. sparklers. Yes, sir. <laughs> When uh, Elmer Woodbury of this city heard our anniversary program last week, he learned that a quiz kid is graduated from active service at the old age of 16. He recalls two famous young girls in history and asks if they could have been quiz kids. First one, Joan of Arc, when she first heard voices which directed her to aid the Dauphin of France. Let's see. Well, whose hand was up first? Joe? Well, she was 14 at the time. Well, that's pretty close. So, uh... That's pretty close. Actually, she was 13, Joel. So well, I'm going... then she couldn't have been a quiz. I mean, she could have become a quiz kid because the age limit was, uh, is 16. But, of course, there weren't any quiz kids in those days. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. And even at 14 or 15, uh-huh. All right. Now, uh, Princess uh, Pocahontas... When she saved the life of Captain John Smith, Lonnie. Well, I think, uh, I don't think she could have. I think she was slightly older. I think she died at the age of 22. I'm not sure, but I'm, I think they were only married a few years. And I think she saved John Smith after she became 16. I'm not sure of the exact age. Oh, you're, you're wrong on that, Lonnie. Uh, she was only 13 years old when she saved the life of Captain John Smith, so she could have been a quiz kid. Well, that means that Elmer Woodbury of this city wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for sending in that question that you quiz kids couldn't answer. Let me see now. Um, say, wait a minute. I haven't lost a quiz kid, have I? You know, folks, little, little five-year-old Nanette is so tiny, I can hardly see her over there behind her mic. I, I think I'll ask Nanette a question now, and, and then just to make sure, you know, she's still here. It won't count on her score, because, you see, I'm, I'm just uh, checking. Uh, Nanette, uh, I'll tell you, let's try a spelling question. How do you spell house, honey? H-O-U-S-E. That's right, H-O-U-S-E. And she's still there, isn't she? Yes, sir. I thought you were going to spell house, and then I thought you were going to spell honey. You know how to spell honey? Don't you? Well, you're, you're one. That's what you are. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, G.R. Murphy of Chicago has noticed several baseball games this season uh, in which a player has opposed his teammates of last year. Now, what two teams were playing when these players faced their old teammates? Bob Kennedy. Lonnie. That was the, he was playing with the Cleveland Indians, and last year he played with the Chicago White Sox, so the Indians would be playing the White Sox. That's he, right. he was an outfielder. He's an general. outfielder. Yes, sir. Bob Kennedy is an outfielder. He's now the Cleveland uh, Indians. Uh, how about uh, Roy Partee? Lonnie again? Partee was with the St. Louis Browns now. He was with the Boston Red Sox last year, so... And he's a catcher. Uh, what, you, you say he... What team is he with now? St. Louis Browns. That's right. Uh -huh. He was with the Red Sox last year. And uh, Bob Moncrief. Lonnie again. Cleveland Indians, he's a pitcher for now. Last year, he was for the St. Louis Browns. That's and right. That's right, Lonnie. Joel, were you going to add something to that? Well, uh, he... No, no, I wasn't. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, I know you're a, very, you're a baseball fan, too, like all the rest of us. Uh, this music question here, kids, is from uh, Joseph Martin of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
Our organist, Howard Peterson, will play part of two musical compositions which should suggest outlaws in famous legends. Now, you are to identify the music and tell what each character did to make him an outlaw. Uh, let's have the first one, Howard. Rennie? Well, that is the, uh, uh, from uh, William Tell yes. overture. That's and right. William Tell uh, refused to bow down to the hat of the, uh, uh, I don't know just what they call him, maybe the sort of a dictator of Switzerland. And he refused to bow down to his hat in the square. And then after that, he, uh, he escaped uh, from the uh, guards. And uh, in, the, in the boat. He took over the boat and uh, escaped from himself. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, Joel? Well, actually, that wasn't the actual offense. In the time of Tell's, uh, uh, in Tell's time, uh, Switzerland was ruled by Austria, and their viceroy was Gessler. Gessler, that's and, correct. And uh, he f- refused to bark the hat, but he shot the apple off his son's head, but he was free. But then the, the viceroy discovered that he had another arrow. And, uh, and he had planned, if he missed, to shoot the viceroy. So the viceroy put him in prison then. But the boat that he was on got in trouble, so he had to steer. So he steered it on the rocks and jumped ashore. <laughs> That's very good. That, that brings us up to date on that, Joel. Yes, sir. All right, let's, uh, let's see what we can do with this next uh, number. All right, kids, the name of that selection is what? Give up? The name of it is Oh, Promise Me from uh, Robin Hood. Oh, look at the hands go up now. Three of them right up. Sing just like that. Lonnie? Well, that's Robin. That would be Robin Hood, of course, and he was an outlaw. Let's see, the sheriff was always trying to raise him because he was a robber. He was a... Oh, was robbed well, from the rich and, to, and gave it to the poor. Yeah, well, something else happened. Uh, that's uh, quite true. Uh, uh, Nancy? Oh, uh, he shot the king's deer. Yes, and uh, what else did he do uh, in connection with the, the king's deer, uh, uh, Joel? Well, uh, also, besides shooting the king's deer, he rescued a lot of men from the gallows and... Uh, he took a lot of money also from the uh, rich. Well, there was something else, uh, well, uh, he, Rennie. At one time, he kidnapped the sheriff of Nottingham and his uh, uh, squire, who was traveling with him, and took him off to uh, Sherwood Forest. Well, he also shot one of the king's foresters, too. Well, that was a miss, kids. Uh, that, that means that uh, Joseph Martin of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, gets a beautiful Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for stumping you on that second part. Now, the uh, difficult uh, housing situation suggested this question to Mrs. Robert Clark of Downey, California. If you were to look for a place to live among musical terms, what type of abode might you find? Musical terms, Rennie. Well, you could find a flat. A flat, that's the idea. Lonnie, or, what were you going to say? Well, I was uh, thinking sharp. It might be a, a house with a pointed gable or something. That <laughs> comes sharp. to a point, that's sharp. <laughs> All right, Lonnie, Joel. Well, you might have an impressive house. It'd be a place of note. A place of note. Now, Joel, please. How do you like that? Rennie? Well, you, could, you could find some space. Some space? Yeah, Lonnie. 
And um, it, uh, you could, it could be a natural for that family to live in, and also it could be uh, among a uh, line of houses. A line of houses? I get it. Yes, sir. Joel? Well, it could be very tall and have a lot of stairs, so you'd have to scale them have all the scale time. scale the stairs. Oh, dear. Yes, so you would. Well, look, tell me this. If you look for living quarters in baseball terms, what would you find? Rennie? Well, you could find a... Uh, wait a minute, no, Bonnie? Uh, well, there's grandstand. Uh, that uh, could be... Um, yes. Uh, something uh, like a grandstand, you know. Like, yeah, well, there's uh, something else I'm thinking of. Uh, Joe? Well, you wouldn't have... Uh, I'm not very specific, but you would have a field of selection to select from. <laughs> yes, that, and that would be really something these days, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Uh, Rennie? Well, well, you could find a... Uh, a box, maybe. Just a little place to be a box. Or you could find a, uh, a home base. You have your house, and that's your home base. Yes, huh? And Nancy? You could live in a dugout. Dugout? So you could. That's right. Lonnie? It also could be a house with a fence around it, because all major league ballparks must be enclosed. Yes. Yeah. means everyone has to have a fence. Sure. Yeah. Well, now, if you look for living quarters in varieties of cheese, what might you find? Lonnie? Or Swiss cheese. That, it could be a Swiss-style home. Yes, Swiss uh, uh, chalet. And uh, Nancy? Well, Swiss cheese has a lot... No, yeah, it has a lot of holes in it. Oh. And uh, if you're a midget, you could live in one of the holes. Yeah, <laughs> you're a midget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joel? Well, you could live in a cheese box, or you could live and eat them. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, what were you going to say, Lonnie? Well, isn't there a blue cheese also? The yes. Well, could be painted blue or something. Yeah, that's right. And there's also, uh, Rennie? Well, I, I was going to say cheese box, but it could be uh, American cheese. Yeah. Well, uh, American Nancy? Style. You could live in Limburg. Well, yes, if you cared about it, uh, you could that, uh-huh. Uh, you c could also live in a cottage, uh, uh, that is cottage cheese. <laughs> now, um... Uh, before we tackle this next question, it's your turn, Bob Murphy. Oh, thank you, Joe. And I've been thinking of those folks who've been using this Fourth of July weekend to get ready for the big vacation of the summer. Hooray! Tomorrow we'll be on our way and no more work for two weeks. Boy, oh boy. Yes, dear. Isn't it wonderful? Are we all ready to leave the first thing tomorrow morning? You bet. The bags are packed, the roadmap's marked, the gas tank is full, and... You didn't forget the... Extra package of Alka-Seltzer? Not on your life. I wouldn't think of starting a trip without the extra package of Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> well, there's a happy man. And a wise one, too. And say, uh, how about you, friends? Are those happy vacation days still ahead of you? If so, don't forget that Alka-Seltzer. Long hours of driving, eating just anywhere, any old time, these can add up to such unpleasant ailments as headache, acid indigestion, and muscular fatigue. But with Alka-Seltzer handy, you'll be prepared to enjoy fast relief, pleasant welcome relief, no matter how far you may be from a drugstore. So remember, when you visit your druggist, ask for two packages of Alka-Seltzer. Keep one at home, of course, and take the other one with you wherever you go. For an extra package in the car can act just like a spare. You may not need to use it, but it's wise to have it there. All right, kids, back to more questions. The uh, Republicans failed to bring forth a dark horse when their nominating committee met in Philadelphia, but Mary Lou Woods of Toledo, Ohio, wonders if you children can name three dark horse candidates of past election elections who actually were nominated and elected to the presidency. Joel? 
Well, Polk is one. Yes, that's one. Uh, Garfield is two. Two. And in a sense, uh, Adams was in eighteen in seventeen ninety seven because Hamilton was expected to be nominated. Well, yes, I I can think of some better ones than uh, that though. Lonnie. Well. Uh, Tyler was a dark horse. He wasn't expected for either president or vice president, but he got the vice president job and took over when William Henry Harrison died. Well, um, no, I can't accept that one. Uh, Rennie? Well, I, I, I hear that Lincoln was somewhat of a dark horse. No? No? Joel? Warren Gamaliel Harding. Harding, that makes three. Can you think of any more? Only ask for three. All right, there was Franklin Pierce. And uh, Rutherford B. Hayes and uh, Benjamin Harrison. Well, you answered that all right. I only asked for three. Now, uh, Nanette, uh, are you still over there? <laughs> let's, I'll tell you, let's see, uh, Nanette, let's see if you can answer this question. Uh, can you count up to ten by twos? Can you? You know, start off with two and then go up to ten. That is in twos. I bet you can. You want to try it, honey? All right. Two. All right. Four. Six. Eight. Ten. That's wonderful. <laughs> now that's just having the biggest time. She's a little timid at first, like all the kids are, of course. And see. She's such a little girl, and she just tee-heeing all over herself there after she answers a question. Well, that's fine now. We, we all of us enjoyed that very much. Now, uh, Mrs. Mabel Cunningham of Seattle, Washington, wants to test your knowledge of musical instruments with this question, kids. Can uh, you name five parts to a violin? Lonnie? There is the G string, there is the C string, there's the G string, there's the F string, there's the D string, there's the E string, there's the tuning fork, yeah. or not the tuning fork, no, but I mean tuning no. board, <laughs> and the scroll, and the tailpiece, and the chin rest, and the uh, bridge, yeah. and uh, the uh, F holes. Well, now look, Nanette's got her little hand up there. What are you going to say, honey? The chin rest. Did we have, did you name the chin rest, yes. Lonnie? You did. Well, that's all right. She knew it, too, see? Yeah. And uh, can you think of another part of the violin, Nanette? Chin rest, when we got the pegs and... Uh... The peg box. The what? Peg box. The peg box, that's right. Yes, sir. And the neck. The what? Neck. The old neck, yes, sir. And the fingerboard. Uh, and the what? Fingerboard. The fingerboard. That's right. And the tailpiece. Oh, the tailpiece, yes. A violin has to have a tailpiece, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> cute is that. All right. Well, you gave me more than five between the two of you. Uh, can you name three parts of a clarinet? Nancy. The ligature, the mouthpiece, and the reed. That's uh, very, very good. Uh, what were you going to say, Lonnie? Well, I was going to say the mouthpiece and the reed. Uh-huh. Also, there's a, the opening... That's uh, at the other end. Oh, that's definitely a part of the clarinet. <laughs> that's the most important part. <laughs> Nancy? Well, there's also the barrel. The barrel, uh-huh. Well, I guess you kids know your musical instruments, all right. Now, uh, this question is from Mrs. Erford Love of Oakland, California. She has sent five of the new Benjamin Franklin 50-cent pieces. Now, these will be passed out to you right now. And by the way, Mrs. Love wants you children to keep these bright new coins to spend on sodas. 
All right, now, since you have your 50-cent pieces, you are to think of familiar expressions, slogans, or mottos that any object on the coin might suggest. Rennie. Well, uh, clear as a bell. There's the Liberty Bell on the other That's side. That's right, clear as a bell. And uh, there's an eagle next e- to the Liberty Bell, eagle eyes or something eyes. like that. All right. Um, Lonnie? Go fly your kite. <laughs> That's uh, Benjamin cousin Benjamin Franklin. That's he, a- Yes. Nancy? Well, they sometimes call people curly locks. His hair is a little curly on here. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Joel? Well, date bait, the date, 1948. Yes. <laughs> Lonnie? Did she say free as an eagle? Uh, no, she said eagle eyes. Oh, well, free as an eagle, then. Free as an eagle. All right, Rennie? You're cracked. The Liberty Bell. <laughs> the Liberty Bell. Oh, that's wonderful. That's fine. Uh-huh. I, uh... Nancy? Well, uh, it says e pluribus unum on it. Well, uh, that's Latin, but you could say it's all Greek to me. Yeah, well, well I couldn't really say that myself. Uh, can we think of any more? Any more ideas, expressions, slogans? You gave me some very nice ones there. Uh-oh. Well, there goes the old school bell, children. So another Quiz Kids question session is over. Now, while we give the judges a minute to total today's scores, here's an important announcement about one-a-day brand vitamins. Don't take chances on getting all the essential vitamins you need from the food you eat. Remember this. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Lack of vitamins in your food can cause you to feel under par and run down. Don't take chances. Instead, take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins. Sixty capsules, two-month supply, only $2 at any drugstore. Potency guaranteed by Miles Laboratories. Lack of vitamins in your food can keep you from feeling your best and looking your best. So don't take chances. Take one-a-day brand, multiple vitamin capsules. All right now, quiz kids, listen to the judge's report on your schoolwork this afternoon. But remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 security bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And now, here are your report cards. Let's see, now, we missed, uh, well, we missed two questions as a class this afternoon. Uh, Lonnie was first, Joe second, and Rennie third. Now, that means you three will be back at your desks next week, along with two new classmates, Douglas Maurer, age 10, and Victoria Stone, age 13. And we hope all you listeners will plan to be here, too, for another competitive question session with radio's famous quiz kids. And so until next Sunday at this same time, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids class. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.